Okay, I think we are recording. All right. We are recording. <laughs> Welcome to the Voice Junkie Podcast. I am your host, Chuck West. This is episode 43. I am here today with a good special guest of mine that is Radio Ready of Hot 93.7. What's up? What's up, Chuck West, man? Ready to this talk some awesome, sports? Man. Ready to talk some sports? Yeah, man, I miss... I'm ready to talk some sports, man. How, how are you holding up during this uh, down period without sports? <laughs> Well, first of all, that, you know, I was very worried, not, not only about the downtime, not being on radio right now and uh, being at home, a lot of time to think, but yeah, then there's nothing to take your mind off anything. There's no sports on, you know, a lot of video game playing. How, how I've been doing, you know what, uh, I'm thankful for the Last Dance documentary. How about that? I'm very thankful we got oh. something to talk about. Oh my God. ESPN is a godsend. That God sent for putting out this documentary. Um, I mean, uh, we'll be lost without it because I don't know what else. There's nothing else really to watch right now. And this documentary is just, uh, you know, it's solving everyone's, you know, innermost, deepest uh, desires when it comes to sports and the lack of sports at the moment. But, yeah, I mean, this is a perfect segue and just jump right into the last dance. I mean, what we had, I think this past week was episode five and six. Um, yeah. So Which had, sucks because we're already, how, how far are we past? We only got like two more weeks left. Of we this got two more. And let, yeah. And unless they do one of those network things that a lot of networks like to do, they like to uh, take one of those weeks off so they can extend it longer. You know, sometimes these do networks that. do that. I hope, I hope they don't do that. I hope they just no. go on with it and do like an after, an after show with, other NBA stars. Maybe they can get Michael to talk in a Zoom interview and have like Mike. Uh, I don't think he start talking to Charles anymore, but he can have Mike and like uh, um, probably like Oak. Um, you know, some guys that he's cool with. You, you know? know what's so funny? I, I think that's. I'm over thing. here producing. I'm over here producing for ESPN. <laughs> no, you know what's so funny? I think Barkley and Jordan. This will be a good time. To put it in the fences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, everybody's been honest. Barkley's talked about how much it hurts him, that yeah. him and Jordan don't talk, how great friends they were. That would be something cool that would come out of this. But as far as, like, the documentary itself, man, how do you feel about it so far? Like, uh, uh, were you a Bulls fan, Chuck? Yes, I was. And it's funny you brought this up. I was a huge Bulls fan. I mean, I was a huge Michael Jordan fan, huge Bulls fan. Um, okay. I. I don't remember a lot of that first three-peat because, again, this is the early 90s. Um, Straight up, me neither. I, I can – most of my memory is – or good memories that I have is from the last three-peat, specifically that last championship. Um, I have – you know, we were talking about sports memorabilia before we started the, the pod here. And the one thing that um, I, didn't, I left out is that I do have when, – when they won a championship in 98 – I cut out the front page of the sports section of the, of the, uh, of the Hartford current of when they won that championship. So I have, oh, really? front, I have the front page that 98 yeah. uh, from 98 from when they won the, the, you know, won the chip. So that's, I call that near, that's like one of my most prized memorabilia uh, things position. that I have, you know, then of course I got memory. Oh, it was, I was so excited. I was like, yo, I, when he held that pose against Russell, yeah. I watched that game. I watched that whole series. And you know what was so great about that uh, documentary is, is it, it did highlight some things that I forgot about. Cause I mean, again, we're talking, this is 20, 25 years ago. 
I remember I, I didn't I forgot in that game six that decided game six in Utah when he you know he hit the pose on on Russell. Uh Scotty only had eight points in that entire game. Jordan scored 45. The rest of the team, I believe, scored 42, 43 points. And Scotty had eight points the entire game. So everybody keeps talking about, yo, Scotty P- I love Scotty Pippen. Love him. But yeah. <laughs> everybody keeps talking like, especially when they're trying to compare LeBron and the help LeBron's had his entire career to mm-hmm. what Jordan had with Scotty. And I think about those moments when I'm like, wait, deciding game six on the road in Utah and Scotty has eight points. Mike hey, how has, about go back to Mike has 45. Well, and then one thing Mike talked about in the last dance when you could tell he was upset. And first of all, I love that Michael Jordan. Have we, have we all noticed this? Michael Jordan, the amount of liquor he had, you know, they have like, three, <laughs> you know, like three fingers. He had like six, six levels of booze, right? And it would go down and up, go down and up. But, well, but, his eyes is that color for a reason. God damn, bro. Seriously, though, right? Yo, those eyes are crazy, man. Like, especially with this HD and all this, like, you're noticing Jordan's eyes. But, but uh, Scottie Pippen, that wasn't the first time he didn't show up because Jordan talked about the, the, the time he was so upset that he had the migraine headache. And they're like, we had him. We had him versus the Pistons in 90. The, the year mi- before, game seven, we had him. Got a migraine headache. And you could – He needed Scotty. Kind of, he needed Scotty. They probably would have beat him. They would have peed. They would have him. And maybe I'm thinking too much into it. But I, I feel like Jordan was like, migraine? Come on, take some Tylenol. You know, I felt like he wanted to say that, you know? Uh, he did. He did. So, he was – you know what? And, and honestly, it was cool to see Mike in that light. You know, you got to see him being candid. You got to see a lot of behind-the-scenes footage of his – just showing him – showing – everyone millions of people how he was outside off the court away from the podium just him being him and you got to see his character and how crazy and I started thinking about Kobe like oh my god Kobe was like like a carbon copy of this dude do you think you have to be that type of person to be super successful in other words people will say like even Jordan said it himself I'm worried that people will think I'm a bad person. Uh, you know, I'm an asshole, this and that. Do you think you have to be that to be great in what you do? Because oh, people could question. say it about Shaq. I mean, there's – I think everybody at certain points could probably say it about anybody, uh, the Howard Stearns of the world. Uh, who knows, you know? I, 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 I'd like to I, – I say yes. You have to be yeah. – you have to be – you have to be a little off your rocker to be – all the greatest, all good way to put it. All the most successful human beings in the world have an obsession in what they do, and they sacrifice a lot. They sacrifice yeah. time with their kids. They sacrifice marriages. True. They sacrifice all of these things so they could be at the top of whatever profession they're in. That's just the reality. Like Shannon Sharp says it too. He's like, look, you know. I put football number one. I, I made that known to the, my family. Yeah, did I miss some things with my kids? Did I, you know, did I mess up some relationships probably or whatever? I'll, again, I'm paraphrasing him. But he said, yeah, all of these things happen, but 
it, it, you know, it skip, to be great, skip. I had to do it. Yeah. He said skip in there probably 600 times. Skip. Yeah. You know? And skip. And, and that's, that's mentioned skip, too. Skip is another one. He doesn't even have kids. And he was – and see, this is the thing with Skip, too, that I, I love about Skip is that a lot of people don't know much about him. They just know the persona on air. He is a, like, monumentally accomplished journalist. Like, people don't know this. Like, he's written several books. He's been at some of the most iconic events in sports history. He covered. He was there. Uh, he, you know what I mean? Like, so – with him, yeah. he was just like, yo, all I cared about was my job. So I didn't have, I didn't want to bring any kids into the world because yeah. they would be number two. And I didn't want to put them through that. He's truly, yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, we see Skip now. We see him say some crazy stuff. But really, this guy, you got to check He's iconic. He, 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 he's he's, he's iconic. done things. Yeah. He paved the way for a lot of, a lot of people to do what they're doing. A hundred percent. He he's he's oh, man. he's very he's very accomplished. He's he's written uh, you know several books on the Cowboys. He covered the Cowboys during the championship yeah. run. He covered the Bulls in the last that ninety eight season. He covered the Bulls. He was the head columnist. Like yeah. he he's been everywhere. Like he covered he covered uh, the Forty Niners. Uh, Bill Walsh Forty Niners. He covered that team. He covered the San Francisco Giants team in the Bay when Barry Bonds went, you know, out of his mind during the home run derby. And then when they went, you know, that, that, that magical season in 03, he was there too. So he was a main, he, he was a, <laughs> a, a, he was a, he, he was a main guy when print media was a main thing. Right. And now he's still a main guy when media and YouTube is still a main thing. So you 100% and he, he pioneered the uh, debate talk on TV that you see. Yeah. Duplicated by one hundred percent, Chuck. Chuck, he, you just said it right there. Yeah, well, no matter it. how much I, you hate him, he did it. I watched Cole Pizza. I was watching yeah. Cole. Remember Pizza. that? And when what he had when he had that other guy there that I didn't really care about. I didn't Woody or whatever. I didn't really like him. But you know, he 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 was a pioneer of this whole thing that we love to do now. So you got to give the guy his props. Like you got to give the guy his props. But back to Last Dance. Another thing that I loved about Last Dance that I didn't realize, because, again, they're recalling a lot of stuff from the past. Um, during that 93 season, when they were going for their third straight and they were going against Charles Barkley's sons, I did not realize, I forgot, not realize, I forgot, that team was down 0-2 to the Sun. Mm -hmm. They were down 0-2. So, you know, again, this argument... Well, they were 0-2 to the Knicks. They were down. Okay, yeah, yeah. They were down 0-2 to the Knicks. They actually – that my mistake. My mistake. Yeah. The, 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 round before, yeah, yeah. the round before the finals, that team, the Knicks team in that Eastern Conference final, up, they, were they were down 0-2. And Jordan went to Atlantic City. And Jordan went to Atlantic to gamble. City. To gamble. Like, which was – I I found this so funny because right the episodes before Chuck, they were giving Rodman a hard time. Remember when they said, "Yo, well, we might have to give him a weekend to go to Vegas," okay? And Jordan's like, "I was against it. I was against it." The next episodes, Jordan is down 0-2 versus the Knicks and goes gambles millions of dollars supposedly, allegedly. Him and Rodman actually were a lot. They both smoked cigars. They both drank. 
and they love to gamble. They really oh, want yeah, yeah. You, you, you made this point. You made this point. I think you tweeted that out. Uh, you did. did. You did. And, and, and it is, it's, it's very true. I mean, again, yes, Rodman came on the, the second three-peat. That's when Rodman got there. But yes. his first three-peat, it, it, Think about true. that, though. They Jordan forgot. Have, like, yeah, listen, I've yeah. done this too. Yeah, they, have a both, they both have a lot of similarities. And, and the reason why I brought up the New York Knicks and I brought up that series specifically is because this, this, this just been this, this um, notion. Uh, to, it's really this notion has been created because they've been trying to bring down, you know, uh, Michael Jordan's detractors would try to bring down his, his dominance in the era that he played in because they try to say that those teams weren't good teams. Bullshit. That Knicks team was a championship team. If that team, that, that team, Mark Jackson said it. He said, oh, if we kept, if they kept us together, if they didn't trade away Xavier McDaniel, they didn't trade away, um, who else did they trade it away? I can't remember. But he, he was saying if they didn't trade away these guys, um, I think he got traded away too. He said, if we stayed intact, we would have won a championship. And that team was really good. That Knicks team was really, really good. And that's why I'm glad the documentary showed, like, oh, shit, the Bulls were down 0-2 in the Eastern Conference Finals? Yeah. That Knicks team was really good. Like, yeah. you know, they were deep, too. They had players on the bench. They had John Starks. They had Greg Anthony. They had all these great players and Mason and Oak and on and on and on and on. And, by the way, they played football. <laughs> they didn't play basketball. They played football back then. So, you know, that, so that, that's why, that's why the, the documentary is so great because it, sh- it highlights how great Michael Jordan is. He played against some really great teams. Teams, yes. keyword, teams. Not top-heavy as F, like LeBron says. Not top-heavy as F, but teams. Five, seven, eight players deep, you know, and a lot of those teams were. Even those Heat teams back then was deep. When, you know, we had a lot, you know, how about had, the Cavs that he beat? You know, even the, the Cavs, Cavs. With the shot. that Cavs was a great team with Brad Doherty at his prime, and you know, of and course, Elo Price. And, like, and, come and, on, man. Like, they, they weren't no, and it was a different game, Chuck, because it was all physical. So, to get your way to the finals, you had to take a beating to get there. It is different now. You don't really get touched up like that. Anymore. No, you don't. Um, and, that, and that's that's and a part of that team was special. Yeah, that next team was special. I mean, aside from the fact that them being able to play football back then and be in, like insanely <laughs> physical, they yeah. this is the thing. Like in this era, I think it's maybe a few players that could have played in that era. I think you know, Prime Melo could have played because of his physicality. He's a physical player. Uh, Kobe, uh, LeBron, of course, because yeah. he's yeah. you know he's big, he's physical. Giannis, Wade, yeah, Giannis, Wade too. Um, you know. That's about it, I think. You know, because a lot of these players are finesse Kevin Durant? Players. Kevin, yes, because Kevin can shoot over anybody. So anybody. That, he could have played that. I don't know how good he would have been in the paint as far as driving and things like that because they would have yeah. been hammering his willowy, <laughs> willowy – his willowy frame would have got hammered in those days. That's what I'm saying, right? So yeah. I don't think he would have been trying to drive a lot. And then Kevin's so talented, he doesn't need to drive because no one can block his shot. But – those players probably the only ones I could really see play in that era because in that era, man, you could play football. You could hand check. This is the key part. I love so how you say that. Steph and I love Dame. I love all these guys. But 
if they played in an era like that where you could be physical and you can hand check and literally hand guide, check. you can literally guide what way? which way you your your uh that player can go, it would yeah. have been a hard day for them. It would have been a hard day for guide them. them. Guide them to their weak side, yeah. Especially yeah. if you're stronger than them. And Steph's a great player, but he he doesn't have that strength. Like of can you imagine like if 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 uh Kawhi Leonard could put his hands actually, on him? Oh my God! <laughs> or he wouldn't Pat, make it past half Pat, court, dog. Or, or that's just that's simplified. That's not even go up to that level. Let's just no, strong Pat, that man. Let's just say Pat Bev. Yeah, there you Pat go. Bev, if you, oh if my Pat, God! If Pat Bev could put his hands on him and put his hand on his waist and guide him. Payton. He'd be Gary Payton style. He'd be Gary Payton. Yeah. He'd be Gary yeah, Payton. He would. So yeah, it's a great point. Uh, another highlight of the you know out of the six episodes to me was that 1988 year. And I, okay. didn't, and I didn't realize how accomplished Jordan was that year. Like, I knew he was accomplished, but this year, think about this. The man was the MVP. Mm-hmm. He was all-defensive team, slam dunk champion, and defensive player of the year in one year. Come on. Like, Let him know, Chuck. Come like, on, man. Wrap your mind around that. Never be, Listen, that's the, that's the thing. LeBron's oh, greater champ, than. Champ too. Yeah, scoring champ, MVP, defensive player of the year, slam dunk champ. Boom. <laughs> All defensive team. I mean, that's, that's, has LeBron that's, ever won defense player of the year? No. no. And he hasn't been on uh, all defense. He hasn't been. He hasn't been on as many all defensive first teams as 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 uh, Jordan either. That's it. Jordan made all, all defense. Jordan made all defense his final year, ninety eight. That last yeah. advanced year, he made all defense first team that year. And he was thirty. Are you serious? He was yeah. He was thirty four. He was LeBron's yeah. age, and he made all team. Oh, last year with the Bulls. Yes, last yes, year yes, with yes. the Bulls. Like how right, was I LeBron? Thought, I thought it was gonna be with the Wizards. So like, oh no no no, no 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 no. But but how I'm sure he was again? Decent. Again, these little tidbits that the um, that the documentary series highlighted, it's just like a lot of young people who didn't know all this information, who wasn't lucky enough to grow up around this era, a lot of them were like, I know for a fact, a lot of them sat there and was like, oh my God, Jordan is the real deal. Like, I didn't realize how accomplished he was outside of the championships it's like yeah this dude is the real deal and we're not even mentioning all the stuff he did for the game as far as the mem- you know far as the, the footwear he made footwear a business come on man like come on Chuck. It, come on man like it, I, I, now it's just and i used to always laugh at people when they try to compare or put LeBron in the same sentence. And I just laugh and I say, listen, LeBron's a great player. Stop comparing him to Michael. He's never going to be Mike. He's not as good as yeah. Mike. And that's fine. That's okay. It's okay not to be as good as the greatest player of all time. It's okay. It's, it's not a knock on LeBron. It, you know, if you want to put LeBron in your top five, I'm talking to the viewers out there. If you want to put LeBron in your top five, okay, that's cool. But I have serious issues if you try to make this man the greatest player of all time over number 23, the real number 23. 
It's it's blasphemous. It's almost delusional, and it's it's a little disrespectful, quite frankly. You know what I think it is, honestly. Uh, it's almost unfair to LeBron because what what Michael Jordan did was cement basketball something that we today can't live without. You know, like it, seriously, we talk about it every day. It's not even going on right now, right? Uh, the fashion, everything. Jordan brought that, so. It's not fair to LeBron, in my opinion, to ever be compared to somebody who really kind of paved the whole damn way. And uh, agreed, agreed. Like, it's it's it's, and I always go to radio, and and I ha- have to always make this because there's Michael Jordan and there's the Howard Stearns. Now, to me, there's Michael Jordan, and then the fall off to number two is such a dramatic fall off to me. It, it, no, really. It, it's not about playing. It's about – we can talk about uh, LeBron's sneakers and what they sell and all this. Jordan's still outselling everybody combined. Combined. All facts. Uh, Howard Stern with this whole podcast thing with radio, it's the same thing, man. You can never – there's such a dramatic fall off between one and two to me. So I love LeBron. It's not his fault. He's a great player. and Whoever's next, you can never be Jordan because without him – we wouldn't be sitting here just – we're talking about something from 25 years ago, the last dance. We're all rocking Jordans. We're all asking what color's coming out. I mean, come on. And, 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 and you know, they did a, um, a – I think it was a poll or a survey. Um, I was watching um, – I think it was Undisputed. And they had, um, they had a poll or – I think ESPN conducted the poll. And it's about yeah. the uh, all-time sneakers or whatever like that. And yeah. – Ranking, first of all, a lot of Jordan sneakers shoes were ranked in the top 10 greatest sneakers ever. <laughs> and number one overall was the 11s, which is my favorite Jordans. The you have them? I you don't. I don't. I don't either. I, don't I actually don't own a pair of Jordans. I've had Jordans, but right now, present, yeah. I don't. And I feel bad about it because I do want to get two or three pairs that are my favorite personally. And the patent leather 11s. Um, Me too. Those definitely. are my favorite ever. Ever, ever. And, and they were ranked. Takes according me right back to a time as a child. Man. Oh, they were ranked. I think I was in sixth, seventh grade when they came out. But they, they are ranked according to that poll. Um, I think it's ESPN's poll. Um, they're ranked the best sneakers ever made. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, ESPN, they're, they're looking for anything to do right now, huh? Chuck, like any list, if you notice. But I'm not mad it. at it, though. You know, but you know, what? That's so, you know, that's so great about this pan. You know, it's not a lot of we're going through a lot with the pandemic. A silver lining, we'll say. Thank yeah. you. The silver lining is, is that it's forcing all media to be more creative. And this is yes. something this is something that I used to bang my head on my desk constantly about the lack of creativity, the laziness. Yeah. And uh, now these big media conglomerates are having to be creative because they're forced yeah. to be creative. They're forced to come up with, you know, sneaker list and ESPN doing a sneaker list. Huh? Like awesome. And I'm cool with that. It's like, all right, that's great. That means that there's some young um, like us blood there that, yeah, that are, you know, revamping the brand and doing, you know, better things. And but and and not Chuck, for nothing, and not for nothing, they are behind Bleacher Report. I'm sorry. Bleacher Report. I love Bleacher Report. 
Bleacher Report is on a From different day one, planet. dude. Yeah, straight <laughs> up. They put they they do the media like I would want to do as a fan. But also, Chuck, for the people who are tuning in who may not know, you know, not what company, but let them know too what you did too for a long time. Like you were really involved in like things that are so needed nowadays. Uh, uh as far as my uh being at the radio, yeah, your job. Yeah, yeah. so. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I think I might have covered this before to some of the um, listeners about how, okay. uh, if not, listen, I, I, I used to be in the radio business. Uh, uh, Ruddy was a former colleague of mine. Uh, and, you know, I, I, first of all, it's not even about radio, really. It's because, you know, I always, you know, I always loved media. I always were in, in, involved in, in some type of form of entertainment always you know mm -hmm. i used to be an artist i used to have grew up with my friends and we were artists and you know, i was managing my friends and was making you know hip-hop music you know for my own neighborhoods and stuff like that so i grew up you know with you know music primarily in my blood but entertainment as a whole and then that morphed into the medium that you see now and you hear now with the podcast yeah. and video and things like that that's just evolution and 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 growing into something else you know it's just like how just like dspns and all these other companies are figuring themselves out and they're growing they're being forced of course but they're growing into something else something more creative something more that is better for their audience that better serves their audience and that's basically yeah. me i'm the same way man i just try to figure out a way to better serve it. first of all I, I do these this all this stuff i do is to entertain myself first you know <laughs> and then you know if it entertains others then that's great man but really it's to entertain myself and a lot of the stuff that i'll be having on mind and um so yeah so that's basically you know my background like you know i i came up being a media being a lover of music and and naturally gravitated to radio you know because that's what I mean, that's what it was out here. We, we're two kids from Connecticut. Um, it's not much out here. You know, we don't have... Straight up. You're just not New York City where you have every, you know, the biggest media companies in the oh city. We, yeah. don't have, we don't have yeah. that. We have two... We're always that forgotten yeah. about state. Yeah. We really we have, are. Yeah. We, have, we have three things that really, that I paid attention to. <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> ESPN. <laughs> okay. We have ESPN. The radio. Yep. Bristol. Yep, the radio. And mm -hmm. for us, it's, you know, those stations that we like, hip-hop stations and, um, uh, and, and, and the WWE. That's what we got, you know? Well, that's true. Stanford. Stanford, yeah. So that's where the we headquarters are. We got some good are. seafood. We got some good seafood, too. And we got good seafood. Good I mean, because it's, it's, it's like cheating. Grinders, right? hoagies, we invented that. Yeah, but we're, it's cheating. We're in New England, man. Like, we are new. You know, we're in New England. And the food's great. Entertainment-wise, Yeah. Yeah, you're right, though. We got WWE. Yeah. Uh, actually, a, a lot like Jerry Springer, I think, films out here somewhere, right? Yeah, Stanford. Uh, yes, if you're proud of that. Yeah, yeah Stanford. Uh, yeah. Uh, his show, uh, who else? It's his show, Steve Wilkos. Yeah. Um, all those weird little re all those, shows like that. Yeah, Maury, all I think Maury, too. Shows. I think Maury, too. All the white trash shows. We yeah, film yeah, them yeah, here. Yeah, we do. And they Shout filmed, out to you all. They filmed out of Stanford. I think uh, NBC's behind it, I think. But, yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, so that's, that's, really, that's really, you know, my background. I mean, in a 
really quick, you know, I guess five, ten minutes. In other words, you know what you're talking about, Chuck, and that's my whole point, man. Like we, you know, you goddamn right in there behind the damn scenes. All right, my man. You goddamn right. So yeah, so uh, just to the closing note with the uh, last dance, um, mm-hmm. I, 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 I am. I, I have to talk about Isaiah Thomas. Um, <laughs> uh, Jordan's icy relationship with him. It, listen, Jordan know how to keep grudges, man. He definitely knows how to keep grudges. He still to this day don't like Isaiah. Um, and it all started from, you know, how the Pistons handled themselves when the Bulls finally broke through and beat him. And them walking mm-hmm. off the court and not coming to the court, center court, or coming to the bench and, 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 and showing respect and shaking those guys' hands. And I didn't okay. think about it at the time until they showed it, until Mike – See, again, this is why the documentary was so good, because you got to hear Mike's side. You never heard his side. You just assumed everything, because he never really talked to the media about a lot of these, these topics, these issues. But when he broke down why he didn't like Isaiah, it made all the sense of the world to me, because it was like, mm-hmm. wait a minute, you kicked our butts for three years, and I hated it. You know him. He, 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 watching the doc, he hates Wolverine. I mean, that's not even an, <laughs> that's not an argument. But the fact that he's like, yo, you kicked our tails, whipped our tails like three straight years out of the playoffs. And I hated it. I hated y'all. I hated losing. But I still showed y'all respect and shake, shook y'all hands at the end of all of it. And you couldn't. We finally get our due. We finally break through, get our due, whip your tails, and you don't have the common decency to come and shake our hands after we did it three seasons for you guys? Oh, I see why he don't like him. I see why. Just put yourself in that situation when you like, yo, anything competitively that you do, I don't care if it's beer pong, I don't care what it is. Let's just say you got your tail whipped three straight times in front of everybody, and then you finally break through and get that victory. And that person can't give you they just do. Give you your just do. How would you feel? <laughs> I see. You, I'll be honest with you, Chuck. I almost, uh, I felt bad for Isaiah. And oh, this really? is why. Interesting, interesting. This is why. This is why. The Bulls thing, the Michael Jordan thing, I kind of picked up that maybe it wasn't all him who wanted to do that. Uh, I think Bill Lambeer. I respect Bill Lambeer, by the way, for even to this day, he says, I don't regret any of that. Like, I don't care. I did, I respect I did it. That. I meant it. I respect I do respect that. But Bill Lambeer was one of the biggest assholes in the history of the NBA. Oh, uh, one of the dirtiest play. players, one of the dirtiest players in the history of the NBA. Could have really hurt a lot of people. Oh, I'm not the biggest Bill Lambeer fan. A thousand percent. Um, but I do respect that. I do respect that. I felt like the reason I feel bad for Isaiah I feel like he seems down about this whole thing. Oh, um, he does. I think he the does. more it's brought up, not being a part of the dream team and all that, and then to realize that he had the issue with Carmelo. Obviously, the whole Larry Bird, you know, Larry Bird would only be, uh, you know, he reiterated what Dennis Rodman said, where if Larry Bird was black, he'd just be another player. I think we all know that's the most ridiculous statement. <laughs> I, I think so. Larry was, was cold. Larry was cold. Come on, man. 
He's and it's playing. not even, it's like, it's like Doncic. It's not about speed and all that. There's just a certain rhythm they had. They saw it. You see, they played it like chess. I, you know, I, I hate that race stuff. Anyway, I do. I just always have hated it. I don't it. think but, any, uh, anyone who's being honest, who knows the game, ain't no way in the world. You can't say that. Bird is a, Bird is a phenomenal player, man. Black, he could have been orange and he was going to yeah. make the Hall of Fame. He's going to win championships. It didn't matter. You know, so. so there's a lot of people Isaiah's, uh, Isaiah upset and the Pistons themselves. You got to remember how they played. A lot of people didn't like them. So uh, I think I, I, the reason, again, going back to why I feel bad for Isaiah, I think he regrets it. He talked about it. He wishes he did it a different way. Uh, I think he wishes he did a lot of different things. And I, I don't think even him, him and Magic Johnson were best friends. Yeah, Best friends. And they were for 20 years didn't talk till they had that uh, NBA TV interview. So at that time, Magic didn't like him. Bird didn't like him, really, even though Bird didn't have a relationship. You know, uh, you got Jordan, and then uh, uh, who was the other guy? Just, but you see what I'm saying? There was a whole bunch of people who, who weren't big fans of Scottie Pippen. Scottie, Scottie Pippen, like of course. And he was on the game, on the team, too. So there's a lot of, a lot of people out there. Who, I don't even know if Ewing. Isaiah I, don't even, I don't even think Ewing liked him. That's what they talk about, too. Ewing and the Knicks didn't really like him. So there's a bunch of people. So <laughs> this was the first time they ever did anything like this, the Dream Team. You got all these stars together. And at yeah. that time, a lot of them maybe were in the, uh, you know, uh, the Birds, the Magics. This is our last hurrah. Do you want to spend your last hurrah with someone you don't get along with? And like Jordan talked about and, and people, it was almost like a summer camp in a way. You want to hang out with your buddies. You know what I mean? You don't want that energy there. They 100%. were killing people. They were killing people by 40 points anyway, Chuck. You know, like, it's not like you needed Isaiah. But, of course, he belonged there. But, listen, man, this shows, like, you got you to gotta be aware that your actions, people remember things. And uh, Pistons, they're the bad boys for a reason. Yeah, and, and, you know, and that was something that the uh, documentary shed light on is that for so long we were like, okay, it was a reason he wasn't on that team was solely because of Mike. And the, the documentary highlighted, like, mm, that's not necessarily all the way true. Yeah, I don't like him, but a lot of people didn't like Isaiah. And it was like, that's really why he didn't make the team. I didn't. He said, Jordan said, I didn't specifically say he can't be on this team. It's just that nobody, he didn't ask me because a lot of people, there's probably half of the the team didn't like Isaiah. So, yeah, that that does suck, you know, and that, and that, listen. That hurts, right? Probably to hear that later on. Isaiah has to. Isaiah's different now. Yeah. He, oh yeah, yeah. Isaiah's different. He's, you know, but I think what Mike's thing is, Mike's like, look, man, just own your shit. Like, you were a part of that. Don't just put – you were the leader of the team. Can Jordan's I, like, Jordan's it, like, I don't believe you. Like, Lam, you're putting it all on Lambeer. You are the leader. You, you're the leader. It goes through you. Nothing is, nothing is approved unless you approve it. That's a great point. That's a great point. That's why Mike is so upset because he's like, come on, bullshit. This is what he kept saying. He was like, dude, you, you're the leader. Like, come and on, And you see the video. Yo, the video makes it worse when they show up when he's ducking his head, when he's – Oh, it, it's when it, he's walking by the Bulls and he's kind of ducking by them. Like you couldn't even like stand up tall, dog. Yeah, but it looks pathetic though because it's like it they had the Bulls. Like, Come on, Isaiah. The Bulls wiped the floor with them. I think it was five one. I mean, four one series, and gentlemen sweep. I think 
they wiped the floor with those guys. And then you got Isaiah going like this. Oh, please don't hit Man, me. Why, why do you don't, do that? don't hit me again, please. You know what I mean? It's That's like what made it worse though. It looks it just, the visual looks so much worse because no matter what you say, Isaiah. You were walking by, and you knew you were walking by being a dick because you were ducking instead of just – Yeah, you slithered out of there. Out. <laughs> he slithered right out of there. You know what I'm saying? So, I, you know – That's a I, great way. Yeah, slithered. You know, he did. He literally slithered out of there. And it's like, you know, so that's what Mike's issue was. Mike's issue was like, look, dude, just own this shit, man. Stop trying to play the victim and own it. It's fine. We were all super competitive back then, you know, and just own this stuff, you know. So I just I just want to talk, cover two more topics before we get off of Last Dance. Um, I think I want to cover the the gam. I have to cover the gambling thing. I have okay, to. okay, let's do it. I love so this. The gambling thing. I love is, gambling. <laughs> the interesting thing about the gambling part. Sports gambling. Sports. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, there we go. Uh, I like I like that's a whole other topic. I we, that's gonna that's another day. But uh, All right, let's go. Let's talk the last day. Let's go. <laughs> so, uh, you know, he, um, I, I just, I, I think that a lot of people thought that Jordan retired for more than just, you know, because at the, at the time, everyone assumed Jordan retired because you know his father and, and things like that. I think his father was killed um, before he retired, and um. You know, he won that last championship. They 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 tried to use that as, hey, he needed time away from the game because of his, the death of his father. But in reality, a lot of people, conspiracy theorists, always believe that his time away from the game was mainly due to his gambling controversy. Mm-hmm. And that one is kind of still in the air, as far as what we've seen. Like that that um that viewpoint that confirmation is still kind of 50 50 because jordan didn't really i don't maybe because the interviewer didn't explicitly say did you retire because of the gambling situation they didn't ask him specifically but hearing everything he said almost leads you into believe that the majority of the reason of his retirement had to was tied to that um you know, that gambling situation. He was burnt out. He was burnt out by uh, all the media coming at him. Um, You know, it became this huge controversy and, you know, it didn't look good. You know, he was dealing with some guys that weren't on the up and up. They had shady pass, you know, a lot of shysters that he was dealing with and it just didn't look good on him. And, you know, he's, he's the be like Mike guy. He's, He's a be like Mike, you know, he's, he's kids talking about they want to be like Mike and they, they put this, this uh, role model tag on him when he wasn't a role model. And I think that's kind of what led him into the troubles that he ultimately had before he ended up ultimately stepping away from the game. A lot of people feel that the gambling was mostly the reason why he stepped away for those almost two years. What do you think about it? You know, that's so interesting, too, because, you know, a lot of people will, there's conspiracies out there, and this is just what I've seen throughout the years, just what I heard, what I've seen. I've heard uh, even his father's death might have been because of what he owed gambling. Yes, that's, a, that's, a, that's another, that's another, that's um, another conspiracy, conspiracy. thing. Yep. Obviously, there's, there's no evidence of that. You know, that's all alleged and all that. I'm just, uh, that's what I heard. Uh, I didn't, 
I knew he was a big gambler. But I, I like how the it, it kind of goes into detail a little bit, but the last dance also kind of shies away from really how big of a gambler he was. Because uh like they kept saying how much money he makes compared to what he gambles. But I don't know. I think Jordan, you know, definitely loves to gamble. I think anything I think it makes the game better for some people. You he know was, what I'm saying? He was flipping quarters. <laughs> yeah. There he you was go. gambling, flipping quarters before any he moment he could get, he would gamble. Am I right? Yeah. So yeah, there you go, Chuck. There's a perfect example. Any moment to gamble, he would do golf, whatever, and the bigger the stakes, the more he would go. They say he would play cards all night because he never would want to end on a loss. And they were gambling for big money. On a team playing, they were gambling for big money. Dream team gambling for big money. Casinos, everything, taking trips. Yeah, he definitely has a gambling thing. Uh, and uh, he, he didn't want to that be, conspiracy theory. He, he didn't, I, I mean, the answer, go ahead. All right. Yeah. He, I was just gonna say real quick, he didn't want to be, um, looked at in, in, in more of a light because now when that came to light, a lot of people started to think, okay, well, if he's gambling with these unsavory characters, is there a potential that he's shaving points? Is there a potential for it's tough? See, yeah. there's these gray areas. Now, I'm not saying he did any of that, but he was open to all of those gray areas. And it was something that he had never experienced in his career before. And it was almost you know, a culture shock for him. Where So do um, I feel, I mean, that's a great question, though. Do, do I feel like the reason he stepped away for a while was a part of the allegations? Or do you think the NBA wanted him away? Is that what you're asking? I think it's, two, I think it's twofold. I think the NBA... Oh. I, I it's no, like there's that. no way that there's no way David Stern didn't at the time have some kind of sit down with him, some kind of, I ain't going to say plan, but like something about just a sit down about what's going to happen and what could happen after it. There's no way because Jordan at the time was so huge for the league. He, Turn, Jordan, single, you know, I can't just say him, Bert, with the help of Bird and Magic, turned the game international. So no, of course, of course, he was no, so Jordan did that. huge in '93. Like he and clean cut and yeah. clean cut, exactly. Yeah. So there's no way the smart man that David Stern was. I wasn't the hugest David Stern fan, but the the fan that I mean, the smart. I know he's a very smart man. And he knows yeah. that, hey, this is our monolith. This is our huge, this, this is, is our attraction. Yeah. This is our main attraction yes. for this yes. league. This and is the NBA. Yes. And we, I can't, he can't, I can't have him mired in this conspiracy for, you know, who knows? Maybe heading into the next season. Now this is the topic and things like that. So I wouldn't be surprised at all if David Stern didn't at least wasn't at least privy to push him away some kind of some yeah like hey you know what if you feel a certain way and and look and look listen what magic said magic during the documentary said hey man you guys are gonna push him away from the game yeah why would magic say that yeah so magic knew something or whether he had a conversation directly with mj or not maybe magic just looking and, and and having a relationship with with mike and hearing how Mike's talking or the mood that Mike's in, maybe he knew, like, man, you know, it's a chance he might walk away from this. 
if y'all keep I mean, messing with them. It's actually a great question, uh, Chuck, too, because uh, I hear episode seven and eight. That's what they talk about his time away when he retired and why he did. So last dance every Sunday, man. Something to look forward to for sports. <laughs> yeah, we didn't want to cover all of that. But, yeah, just a nutshell, we had to talk about last dance. Last dance is like the sports event oh, that we have. I mean, the, the ESPN, that's our generation. Yes. Yeah. And ESPN is getting, you know, somewhere north of 25 million or more viewers a night watching oh this documentary God, man. Think so about this has been that. like a home run and just think they weren't gonna re they were gonna release it in june yeah yeah <laughs> so shout yeah. out to lebron for moving that up <laughs> yeah right lebron right yeah shout out to lebron now he probably regretting it now because now some of his fans are starting to he's starting to lose some of his fans because of this documentary True. because of jordan's greatness but yeah that oh i have to do this before i move on Standing, Standing at, at six, 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 six from, from North, North Carolina, Carolina. Michael I like that. There you go. <laughs> Some production value on Voice Junkie. Yo, you know, we try, man. We got the, you know, we give you the northern lights in the background. I we like give that. you the, yeah. we give you the, the, the nice little sounds and something to just spice things up. You know what I'm saying? You feel me? All right. So now this let's dope, get to. Man. Shout out to Zoom, man. Yeah, shout out to Zoom, right? No, I'm going to get some more background, though. But uh, um, now I just want to transition to uh, the COVID-19 and the rest of the NBA season. Okay. So how do you think this is going to go? Do you think the league is going to uh, start to – first of all, A, do you think the league will resume the season at some point? And B, how do you think they should go about it going forward, like to, to finish out the season if they actually do um, resume the season? Man, like it, it, it's so funny. It changes so often. Like if you were to ask me five days ago, I'd be like, no, there's no way the NBA season kicks off you know, I think whatever we did this year would happen. All right. I don't know what they would do because the further you go along, the more you push off next season too. But recently I heard in the news, you know, they're going to open up certain practice facilities, May 15th, uh, May 20th. Yeah, that's um, true. That gives me hope. Cool. I also heard some, you know, some rumors, maybe, Oh, Disney world, we can go to Disney world and have everybody there quarantine them and we'll do everything at Disney world or, they talk about Vegas. Yeah, I was about to say, I mean, Vegas, Vegas is literally um, offering them a strip. <laughs> they said, we'll give you a strip. Yeah, yeah, a whole you... damn strip, right? <laughs> I think, uh, I mean, that sounds great. That would be cool. Uh, you still won't be able to have fans. Mm. Um, and also, all the players would have to fly in their families. There still would have to be all medical staff. There's so much still that has to go into it a lot of to make sure everybody's safe. And then here's what I hear about the NBA. What they don't want to do is they could probably do all this and they would just need a whole bunch of tests, right, to make sure people didn't have the COVID. But they don't want to make themselves a priority over the American public. You know what I'm saying? Because it yeah. would make them look bad. Yep. So You're do I feel situation. it's going to start up? Yeah, right? Do I feel – Man, Chuck, you know what I think the best thing to do? Honestly, you got to do NCAA style, man. He's, you know, he's got to have one, one through. In, oh, okay. All right. One I in 32. That's you know interesting. What I'm saying? That's 32 interesting. teams banging out, 
Um, that's the only way it could get done because the longer it goes, the more you extend next season. And then it's going to affect it. This could affect a whole bunch of seasons. Uh, everybody's money is going to be affected. It's just all really about the health. And does it really matter who is MVP right now? Like, let's say, all right, let's try to get all these games in. It's not the same anyway. We had two months off. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's always going to be an asterisk. Yeah. How do you feel? So do I feel the season's going to ha- – I do not feel – I feel like this season is over. That's how I feel. All right. Well, that's fair. That's fair. You made a lot of um, uh, fair points. I mean, it, it's, it's a tough situation. I think – I've been thinking about it mulling it over for, for some time now. Um, first and foremost, you can't have fans. That's done. <laughs> so that, that, that um, you know, that – you know, dream of having fans is done. Um, and I started to think Playing about 2K on mute, bro. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> and I started to think about it and how they can go about it. First of all, what I would do is I'm not doing any more regular season. That's done. I don't care. You have more than 60 games. Do you need more games? No. Man. I think the season's too long. I don't this like. This was it. a hell of a year too. It was. It was. It was. And it was gonna. It was. It was shaping up to be a really. This was a good year, bro. It was shaping up to being a really good final stretch of the season. Right now, oh, oh, it was fun. Yeah, you know the All Star game was competitive, like first was. time ever in twenty, you know, fifteen years or something like that. I, so. I I just think that you don't need to finish the rest of the regular season. Uh, I remember in Derrick Rose's MVP year, they had a shortened season. It was like 60-something games. Okay. And the Heat won. So it's like, okay, you don't need 82 mm-hmm. games. So what I would do is I'm killing off the regular season. I'm stopping the regular season wherever they are now. Um, that's your standing. I'm sorry. If you, were, you had the hopes of fighting to get into the playoffs, if you're not in now, you're not going to be in. Sorry. And we're starting the playoffs right away, which means – you could do one of two things. You could have shortened series. You could have best two out of three. Or you could go back to the old model, which is best three out of five, which I thought they should have stayed in first round because the first, first round is a joke. It's, it's, it's sweeps. Like, who wants to watch that? Nobody. So go back Both to three, times, yeah. best three out of yeah. five uh, for first round. And then you could do the seven-game series going forward. But – the reason why I said just start the playoffs right away is because having the Disney World idea, having the uh, Vegas idea would work because you're only monitoring a little bit of teams. You're not monitoring the entire league. You're not monitoring 32 teams. You're monitoring only 16. You know what I'm saying? So just by, the, the, uh, just by having the playoffs, you shortened – uh, you shorten the amount of players and family that you um, have to monitor by half. <laughs> so you don't focus on 32 teams anymore. You focus in on 16 now. So now you, you cut that in half. So now you're not monitoring as many people and there's shorter games and all of that. And what I also would do is I would, I would, do you watch a little bit of wrestling? You, you watch wrestling a little bit? No? no. Okay, so no, I so wrestling is in the same situation. They've been doing – I almost lied real quick. Did you see? I almost lied. I almost said yes, I do. 
But well, a little bit. I mean, everybody follows it a little bit. I literally almost just lies. So I was like, a little bit. I follow it, of course. Yeah, I follow it. So you are aware that, like, right now, they're having that situation right now where they're doing shows. They're doing some pre-taped, and they're doing some live shows with no audience. And WWE specifically has gotten... And it sounds awful, right? It's awful. I hear a lot of people don't like it. I've gotten used to it. I didn't like it at first. It was weird at first. And then I got used to it. So I think... Okay. What you can do is do I, I would like to have a mixture of things a record it in a small nice facility i don't care take the mamba mamba academy do the games out of the mamba academy that'll be great pr mm-hmm. think about it yeah kobe just passed kobe's being inducted next month into the hall of fame why not start the playoffs in the mamba academy there's no fans play the mm-hmm. games out of there and then what I would do is that's great for messaging, number one, because it's Kobe involved. And this is pretty much Kobe's year, you know, bad or good. So that's you, you hit on the messaging part. And then two, I would film it in a way where it's more cinematic. Think about it. Think about think about them filming the games almost as if it's like it's cinematic. It's more of a okay. I more like of a that. better lighting and yeah. It looks like almost like a like a like a TV show almost, but it's real. You get what I'm saying? Like the game is real, yeah. but it's no, I, shot. I know exactly what you're saying. That's the, you know what? That's the way to make it work right there. How you shoot it. Because you know what? Yeah, you know what? That's a great idea. You know, Chuck, and no one ever said it like that. You could really kind of shoot it in a way. That's what we do here on the Voice Junkie Podcast, real. baby. <laughs> well, I like that idea. I do like that idea. You know what? I do. I do like that idea. You know what? That's you can do that. You can do that. You can yeah. shoot it. Sim- you don't need the you audience. You need to get, you know, you need to get uh, Quentin Tarantino to shoot that. Yeah, dude. but you could, yeah. You, but they got, they got some that of the best, cool. they got some of the best production people in the business. No, like, no, I, I hear you. These leagues. So shoot it cinematically. Yeah. Shoot it cinematically yeah. so it's more enjoyable for us watching it on the couch. So I you don't even, if you shoot it cinematically, you won't even think about the fans. That's the thing. You got to do it like this. You got to make it seem where you're not noticing what's missing. And sliding. Right? Keep it moving. Yep. You got. That's another thing. If the NBA is going to come back with no fans, you can't have as many fouls. You can't call it. You, there's no not as many stoppages. You got to keep the game moving. And that's they, another and, thing. And, you and, do. and and see, and that and that's another point to my example of just starting straight with the playoffs because usually what we do know as fans playoffs, those whistles don't blow as much. So, so especially when you get to the later end of the playoffs, when you get to the, the, like the the Eastern, you know, the championship uh, regional, I mean, the conference championship and the NBA finals, they barely, they barely blow the whistle. So here's the thing though. If if you start with the playoffs, Chuck, what worries me is it's going to be sloppy. So oh, it's gonna be for sloppy. the first two for the first two rounds, it's gonna be very sloppy basketball, and you don't want the playoffs. Usually, the playoffs are basketball at its best, and I do agree. This is yeah, the but great is thing it, about. But isn't the first round sloppy anyway? It it I guess it depends. It seems like the great teams are really tightening up though. Like they're on their best game. That's why there's a lot of sweeps. They're yeah. playing at their best. Like all right, we're in the playoffs. So. Uh, you know, I do feel like as far as basketball and baseball goes, the reason I love those sports is because the best. Oh, we didn't even get into wins. baseball. Oh. 
But the best team wins because it's a best of seven series. So the best team always comes out in college basketball, football. It's not always that. Football, you could see like where the Giants won. You just catch a good hot streak, you could win. Doesn't mean you're the best team all year. Yep. I feel like with basketball and baseball, the best in a series wins. You nailed it. You hit the head. I mean, you hit the nail right on the head there. Like, this is what I love about basketball. Like, I'm a, I'm a big basketball fan, and I like, I like baseball too. And look, I'm even playing with a baseball, you know, like mm -hmm. I, I, yeah, I have one out too. I think you, you nailed it because primarily the, the, the best team all primarily wins in those sports because it's the series. It's the series model. Whereas football is a little, you could be very fluky. You could, it's like having a streaky shooter in the, in the, in the league, in the NBA. It's like having, yeah. A yeah, 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 yeah. And that streaky shooter goes crazy. It goes for 40, 50. He's not gonna go for forty fifty all the time, but in football, it don't matter. That forty fifty is all the difference in the world because now you're advancing to the next round. Oh. And, you know, and, and and in basketball, it doesn't work like that. You gotta sustain that forty or fifty throughout the series, throughout the playoffs. So straight up. Um. So yeah. So that's a that's a great point. I mean, just to touch on baseball real quick. You know, they're in an even worse situation because their season, <laughs> their season is usually starting around the time the shutdown happened. Mm -hmm. So they have no, nothing to build off of. Whereas the NBA finished two-thirds of their season already. And they're like, well, we finished two-thirds of a season. We really just got to get the playoffs in. Yeah, we're going to lose money. On a, we're probably going to – because we're not going to – it doesn't make any sense to me to play the last 15 or 17 games or whatever that's left. It doesn't make any sense. But, you know, they're at least in a situation where – they could decide on how they ultimately finish the season. Whereas the MLB, they're like, we're supposed to be starting now. We should be like 10 yeah, games. We're right? supposed to be 10 games in now. Dude, it was the first time. 20, yeah. <laughs> 15, maybe. No 10. opening day. Yeah, it was weird to not have no, you know, not to have an opening day. And I know baseball is not as popular as it used to be and stuff like that. But yeah, it is still, man, there's something about, yeah, there's just something about the game going on. and. Yeah, it's uh. Now baseball might be a weird. A baseball might be a weird one to do without a crowd. That might be a weird one because yeah, football. I think even football might be able to get away with it because football does scrimmages and stuff. It's like any sport. And football's more TV anyway. I feel yeah, like oh, football. 100%. Like TV, it's a TV. You know, the best way to watch football is on TV. If whoever's been to a game, and if even if you get close, you're only going to see a third of the game. You know, yeah. as far as wherever you're at in the field. It's Absolutely. not like baseball. Baseball is a great live sport to go to. Basketball is a great live sport. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, I don't think there'll be a season. Yeah, it's not looking good for baseball, which is unfortunate, man. I, you know, well, actually not really for me as a Red Sox fan because this is going to be a down year for us. But, but uh, I was not happy about the Mookie Betts trade, but that's a whole nother topic. But you know, yeah, uh, and we're cheaters now. All of a yeah, sudden, you know, well, what what my guy say? Um, oh crap. Uh, um, what's his name? He said they didn't find anything. They just making stuff up at this point. Uh, as far as stealing bases and stuff, they didn't find anything. Um, our uh, DH, I can't remember his name. Martinez, I think. Can't remember his name. But anyway, yeah. I mean, it's it's. I feel bad for that. You know, I was getting ready to you know, get a package so I can watch the games on Nesson. And 
not gonna happen. <laughs> Ain't happening. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, but yeah. as far as the NBA is yeah. concerned, I you yeah. know, just just on a closing note, I think the NBA could pull up pull off a season by starting playoffs fresh. Will it be choppy? Yes, it's gonna be choppy. But I will take the choppiness to have a really good final. Okay. So and how do you feel about the NCAA kind of tournament style? It scares me because I it scares you. It scares me because again, that fluky proposition scares me. I don't want a fluky team to get hot, and you know, all it takes is you know, any team can be beat any night, and all it takes, yeah. you know, you don't want the. Let's just say LeBron's Lakers, and they have an off night, and they lose to. Um, Who's the eighth seed out there? Um, the but, yeah. New, New Orleans. Let's just say New Orleans. I don't know if they're in the eighth seed, but let's just say it is New Orleans. No, that's a good team. That's yeah, a the, solid team. The Pelicans. Let's just say New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, no, let's even make it worse. Let's make it worse than that because people would like Sacramento to see, Kings. Yeah, <laughs> let's say Portland, right? Portland's not – I don't even think they're in the eighth seed, right? Yeah, you'll get Dame Lillard, but you're going to lose LeBron and AD. No, I mean – You don't want that. <laughs> no. It's not good for because the only thing that the NBA has to hold on to is their precious advertising. Because can you imagine? Yeah. God forbid Anthony Davis gets a migraine headache. <laughs> uh, but so. No, but but no, it, it's funny, but it's serious. Like <laughs> Scotty Pivot. These things could happen. You've got a migraine headache. Yeah. I'm sorry, I can't get over that. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying. But think about it. But think about. But it's funny, but it's true at the same time because it's like, think about it. These are things that could actually happen in one game. Yeah. You don't have a series to, to, to get better or, or another game to come back strong. That's it. So I don't I just, think – I hope they come back. I'm going to keep my hopes up. But we're all suffering, whether you're, right, a baseball fan, a basketball fan, or Chuck, a football fan. Absolutely. So, yeah, let's just touch football real quick. Uh. NFL draft. So I just want to go through it real quick. Let me throw um, this basketball out. Okay, let's talk. Wait, are you now? You a Giants fan, right? I am a Giants fan. I'm all about right, to get my all right, too. all right, <laughs> all right. I didn't get my. I don't want to go in my closet and get my um Cowboys hat. But uh, first of all, I'm happy with our number one overall pick. I mean, we picked CD Lamb. I mean, okay. he fell in our laps. I mean, if you don't know, uh, for the audience out there, if you don't know who CD Lamb is, he's a you know, one of the best receivers in the college football, uh, arguably the best uh, receiver in the draft this year. Um, he played on Oklahoma. Giants are always great at Giants are always great at drafting receivers. We got to say that we have been good. Yeah, at I, I say that you guys been solid the last five or ten years. You've been solid with Sterling Shepard and o, OBJ, and you know you guys had good, good, uh, good. Uh, Victor Cruz. Victor Cruz. Yeah, uh, Sean. I mean, uh, I can't remember his first name, but Merriman. Merriman? Is it Merriman? The guy, uh, yeah. the guy that caught the big pass in the second Super Bowl win. Um, you guys had, you know, you guys had really good start, you know, receivers and stuff like that. But uh, CD Lamb, I mean, put it like this. I'm trying to think of like a big player in a previous draft that fell in the draft and wasn't supposed to fall. Like, we weren't supposed to get CD Lamb. Randy Moss? <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So, yeah. I mean, I'm not comparing, obviously. No, 20s. I, I think he fell in the 20s. Obviously, people, I'm not comparing Randy Moss to CD Lamb or comparing CD right. Lamb to Randy Moss. I'm not doing that. Understood. We're just comparing. Understood. We're just comparing 
the two situations as far as them falling later. Possibilities. Possibilities, right? And that's what happened with the Dallas Cowboys. They went in there with an entirely different plan, and that was to draft someone on defense until pick number 17 came around, which is our pick. And we were like, oh, is CeeDee Lamb the best receiver in the draft is available right now? How is that possible? Oh, yeah, we got to pick CeeDee Lamb. <laughs> you know, so we just got better on offense. I mean, we're already good. We, we re-signed Mari Cooper in the offseason, $20 million a year. Eh. It's something we had to take. We, we had to do it because the Redskins were offering him $10 million more. And Amari wanted to stay in Dallas. So we had to compromise and do that. I mean, you can't let Amari Cooper go to your division rival. Just can't do it. And so Jerry paid that. I wish Jerry would take care of Dak. Uh, please take care of Dak. Get that contract taken care of so we can move forward and get ready for the season. So that's my concern as a Cowboys fan right now is the Dak Prescott what's, contract. What's the receiver you drafted? What's the receiver's name? CD. What's the Lamb. receiver's name you guys drafted, Chuck? C D. And he, Lamb. was he the one on the on the No, the, the Cowboys drafted him. Yeah, we drafted him. Picks number 17 in the first round. Was he the one with the phone? Did you see that viral video where yep. the girl tried to grab the phone from him? Yeah, that's C.D. Lamb. He's already, he's already Hall of Famer right now. Yeah, but see, he, what he was trying to say – He uh, did it so quick. You could tell he's got, he's got good reflexes, too. Yeah, he but he went, tried to finesse it. He tried to finesse it and say, oh, you know, y'all, y'all, y'all making more than it is. It wasn't really about that. And it was supposed to be something else and blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, I, we know. We know. Wink, wink, look. We know exactly what's happening, we know, brother. Yeah, 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 we know. We know. We, yeah, that's yeah, why I know no he's going to be got great. <laughs> He'll fit in great with the Cowboys. Oh, because you got to know that game right away. Oh, well, we know his uh, reflexes are quick now. So, straight up. Uh... <laughs> How did you feel about the draft, though, Chuck? How'd you feel? Because it was totally different this year. It was obviously uh, a lot. Everybody was at home. Then they had uh, like some kids, you know, uh, uh, whether it was kids going through cancer, you know, going through trials and tribulations. They had them kind of announce certain things. Uh, it went to uh, Rock, uh, Godell, who Sometimes seem uncomfortable, but overall, I like the way the draft moved. Yeah, how, they, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I'm with you on that one. I think they pulled it off. I think they pulled it off. But again, I, I'm a technology. Uh, I'm a technology guy. Like I've been in technology yes, for yes. 15, almost 20 years. Like I was that guy in my fan, my my circles of friends and family that came. That if if you was in my friends and family circle and you wanted to know the, the hottest smartphone or the hottest software or technology to get into, I was that you guy. You guy. Went, I was a guy yeah. that I'm that guy in everybody's circle, you know? So for me, yeah. it's like, yo, this was already, this was already possible. People that operate on the internet, like us, like this, this, this podcast episode that we're recording right now, we always knew that you can this have, is awesome. yeah, we can all, we always knew we can have this kind of, um, 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 production doing it this way so to see them doing what we've been doing for years already we've always been doing this stuff for years so to see these big conglomerates do it because they're forced to do it it's cool but it's like at the same time you just you, you step you know if you've been involved in this type of world you just step aside and you go yeah okay because remember these big companies they, they frown on small media companies internet based companies they frown on us yeah. You know, you know, and I love Howard. I love Howard. Love Howard. But he frowned on podcasting. He shitted he on it. 
He said, ah, you yeah. know, man. yeah. Now you got a podcast. Because that's where the future is going. So it's like the future is interactive. And we want our, we want our content when we want our content. So you have to make it accessible for your, your base, your, your viewership. And I guess... I guess like what some people don't get with the Howards and certain things is it's, he wasn't really frowning on podcasts. He was frowning that anybody with a, anybody who could talk could make a podcast, which yeah, it's true. makes the whole industry, <laughs> it, it dilutes it. You know, there's a lot of you BS know, it, out there, Chuck, it as you does, know. They ain't doing what we're doing. A lot of people don't know what they're talking about. A lot of people think they care what everybody's saying, right? So, oh, my friends like it. Well, you preach, know what? Then preach. Keep it to your friends. Um, there's so Preach. many bad podcasts out there. There's so many things I see. There's so much bad radio. There's so much bad. There's a lot of bad stuff going on because there's so much of everything. Of Preach course on you're going to get that. Preach so on I think Howard was saying, you're not going to develop being great just by going in your, in your basement and doing a podcast. That's true. And, 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 We're different. We've been around the yeah. real. Yeah. We're, you know what I'm saying? So we have a standard. Yeah. I'm not going to do a podcast that's going to just be, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I want to do. And aside, I wouldn't do I wouldn't do voice junkie podcast if I thought it was whack. Yeah, oh, of course. Something different and good about it. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's it's great. Yeah. That's my point. And 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 aside from that, listen, at the at the end of the day, in whatever profession and listen, the cream rises to the top. And so even if it's an, a, a level of oversaturation, the cream rises to the top. So the, the best of the best always the best of whatever it is always is gonna outshine the crap it's always going to do yeah. that so yeah. yeah you know and that's a good that's a fair point you made um that's a fair point you made and, and i think i just think he was just you know speaking about something he didn't really understand and i'm sure he was pulled to the side that's a good uh, point too between yeah. between that time and when he's made that statement and was kind of brought into that world a little more and seen it now of course he sees it differently now because and that's fine. And that's totally fine. See, that's the problem. We are okay. It's okay to make a mistake. It's okay to yeah. say something terrible. If you evolve, like, from that position, you don't have to be... See, this you know is what it thing. reminded me of? Yeah. It almost, it, it, you almost reminded me of something. And, and uh, what Howard said about podcasts is kind of what Jay-Z said about autotune. That's the autotune. He was wrong. That was just the beginning. He was wrong. He said it in 09. It was the beginning. Look at he you, man. Understand it. I don't know, maybe Chuck, you hit me on that one because that's what <laughs> Howard, Howard was saying. Some about podcast. Probably when he said it, he didn't see the vision that what it could be. Touche. You, 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 you definitely. That was an excellent point. That's an excellent point. Thanks. He, 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 uh, he, he did. Jay, Jay made a it's whole the northern lights. <laughs> I think it's soothing. It's yeah, it's soothing your thoughts. Now, nah, I mean, yeah, Jay made a whole record about his dislike for auto tune, and, yeah, and, and almost, that's one of my favorite Jay songs ever. By the way, oh, death yeah. of the auto tune, death of the ring tune. This ain't for iTunes. This ain't for singalongs. Oh my God, he killed that! And then it just it blew yeah, up after that. Yeah, I mean, this is you know, and 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 you know, it almost killed. T-Pain's career it did yeah. for a while yeah. you know at and that moment yeah at that moment and I mean you know watching T-Pain's battle I mean I'm, I'm I'm drifting real here real quick but watching his battle I was like oh my god T-Pain is only 34 years old I couldn't even I was like what 
Does T Pain yeah. seem like he's 34 to you? No. Nah. He's been around I thought for he was so long. older, brother. I had no idea. He's been around for so long. I thought he was 40. Nope. He's all right. He's, you know, he's my age, you know? So it's like he's been around for so long, and it's good to see where he is now. But you said it, man. Jay was wrong on that. And it's okay, man. It, the, the moral story is like back to Howard. It's okay to make these statements because you can evolve. Like, Things change every fucking day. You know what I mean? Like yes, it changes yes. every day. And that's what's the, you know, that's what's wrong with today's society as far as cult, you know, cancel culture. Like, yeah, somebody might've said something 10 years ago. Doesn't mean they believe that shit. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you don't need to cancel this person or you don't need to say, Oh, this, that, the third, if they show that they've evolved keyword evolved, from that perspective, that point of view, or whatever they said, then tip your cap. Because that totally is the true. whole point of being a human being. It's trial and error. How many friends do we have that maybe they drank too much, said some things they didn't necessarily mean at all. They go out, and then the next day, am I going, you know what? You're canceled, dog. No, you know what, man? I understand where you were at. It's all good. You, ex you know what you did? Listen, I, I didn't mean to say I'm going to learn from it and move on. We are human beings, dude. Bro. It's like, it's I, like what Michael said about Rodman and when Rodman fucked up in that game where he got ejected and he said he really – There you go. Yeah. And then yes. Dennis came to his hotel room and asked for a cigar, and that was his way of saying, yeah, I fucked up. Nothing more needed <laughs> to be said. He got it. He just said, hey, can I have a cigar? That's he it. After that, and we're, we're he goes, good. I got what he was doing. I yeah. understood he couldn't say it, but I got it. And then after that, it. he was we're the good. best. He was he helped us win every game. And that's and that perfect. Is, yeah. <laughs> and that is the microcosm of how things should be, how things should go. So yeah, I mean, you know, you wish it'd be like that, but hey, what can we do? All right, let's talk about verses, man. Our last topic. Let's talk about verses. Okay. We got us. We got to close this. This son of a gun talking about some music. All right, let's now, do it, Chuck. Uh, Versus, if you guys don't know what Versus is, Versus is a brand uh, created by Swiss Beats and Timbaland. Mega producers, Swiss Beats and Timbaland, created Versus. Versus is, was created on Instagram Live and is primarily based on, you know, uh, Put mashing up uh, titans of industry against each other. So, for example, a lot of this is music related. So, a lot of times they put producer against producer, they put artist against artist, they put writer against writer, et cetera, et cetera. So, they've had a few really, really good battles so far. They've had many fresh first Scott Storch. They've had. That was the uh, best one. You think so? I don't know. I, I'm trying to think what my favorite one was. But I'll, I'll get to my favorite one. But they got right, go ahead. Manny Fresh versus Scott Storch. You had uh, Boy Wonder versus Hit Boy. That was the first one. Um, um, what was the other ones? You had uh, Sean Garrett versus The Dream. Then you had, um, uh, what's his name? His last name is Austin, but he, was, he went against... Um, Lord Jesus, I can't remember. Well, anyway, uh, the guy who wrote like, like a ton of the Leah records, and he went up against, I can't remember the other guy. But anyway, I'll get back to it. And lastly, 
that I can remember, they had Premier versus the RZA, which was like probably my favorite one. Okay. DJ, okay. DJ Premier. The sound was a little off. Sound was it, off. It was, it was, it was a little off. Um, yes, that's why. That was um, my most looked forward to, no doubt. Yeah, it was. Um, and um, the last one we had was Teddy Riley versus the, uh, the Legends, Teddy Riley versus Babyface, which is a lot of people's. The consensus is like that's their favorite one. I mean, these guys are titans. So, you know, I mean, their, their, their discography is nuts. You talk about Michael Jackson records, Tony Braxton records, Whitney Houston records. You can go on and on and on. These guys are in a different, especially more specifically, Babyface. I hate, I love Teddy, but Babyface is in a different planet. You know, like that, that his songwriting is in a different world. You know, what I'm he's saying? like right under Quincy Jones. Yeah, 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 say? yeah, yeah. I'm glad you said Quincy. Okay. Yeah, he's he's mm-hmm. he's underneath Quin- Quincy. Is a Quincy, and then Teddy's under that. When people bring up Quincy, that, uh, you brought up Quincy. Let's let me jump into Quincy. When people bring up Quincy in this versus series, I just laugh. I say, "Are you effing kidding me? This is Quincy effing Jones." Yeah. First of all, you got to go on Netflix and watch his documentary. If you don't know about Quincy Jones and his history and his background, I suggest everybody go to Netflix and watch his documentary. I can't remember the name of the documentary, but just, just go in, check it out. Yeah, just type real. in, just type in and search, just type in Quincy Jones. And it, it, they did a documentary. It was like a year ago. Uh, Rashida Jones, his, his daughter produced it and directed it or whatever. Great. It, it just explains his life. The guy is a trained classical composer. Wrap your mind around that. He's trained in classical music. He composes music. He puts arrangements together. That's how legit Quincy Jones is. He put arrangements together for Frank Sinatra. He was in Frank Sinatra's band, writing some of that music. Writing, not, not writing the music per se, but writing the rhythms of the sound, how the band played, a lot of those records. He composed that. He put that together. Straight and we're up. not even going to get into all the other stuff, the Michael Jackson and all that other stuff. We already know that's history. But Quincy's a bad, bad man. So he shouldn't even ever be mentioned in this. So, so back to verses. Uh, a lot of people, I, like I said, a lot of people think the consensus, I, I would say the consensus is a lot of people thought the Teddy Riley and Baby Space um, battle was the most popular, most uh, you know, the most talked about, obviously, because, you know, all the memes and all the bad stuff that happened, you know, they had the technical issues, et cetera. But once they got going and they did the redo on the second day, it was great. A lot of classic records. Um, the consensus is that Babyface won the battle. Um, I mean, it, I think for me as a music fan, it's probably a, a tie between that and Premier versus RZA. I think RZA won the battle against Premier. That's just me. <laughs> I think that he won that battle. I, I, I thought that as far as the Premier and the RZA battle, there's a lot of East Coast bias in, in regards to that. I thought that a lot of New York City heads kind of favored uh, Premier because Premier did a, you know, he, he made a lot of beats for a lot of classic records that people liked, you know, a lot of Nas records, a lot of Gangstar records and um, 
MOP records, things like that, a Jay-Z records. But um, for me, the RZA, the RZA is, is extremely underrated. He's extremely underrated in the sense that he had a lot of classic records in the 90s. Like, I mean, Wu-Tang dominated the 90s. Wu-Tang dominated the 90s. Like, it's not even a no doubt about it. I think people forget how dominant Wu-Tang was in the 90s. Like, you know, you, you grew up in the 90s. You knew Wu-Tang was everything. <laughs> you know, it's like they said, Wu-Tang ain't nothing to, you know, F with. Like, they were extremely dominant. So, I, you know. RZA, yeah, the Risen premiere thing, man. I was so hyped when they announced that. I was like, this is, to me, this is what kicks it up to another notch, this versus thing, okay? And also, you do got to give people some leeway because we're all figuring this out for the first time, how to get the sound right, you know, how, how it sounds with the people. We're learning in another way as we go, and so are they. So we're hearing how it sounds and all this type of stuff. Uh, but, man, it's just great to see, like, a Risen, a premiere, wherever they're at, at their place, playing their music. You know, there's something yeah. cool about that. So. It, it's, it's never not cool to see two legendary uh, producers in their element play us, you know, their greatest hits. You know, I, I, thought, I thought RZA slightly edged Premier, in my opinion. I mean, he, for me, a lot of those Wu-Tang records is just so massive for me. Like, verbal yeah. in, uh, Nas's verbal intercourse, uh, where he was, I mean, that's like the, greatest Nas verse to me that that verbal intercourse verse that he had uh, uh, I, I mean I could go on and on I mean all the classic Ghostface records like I'm a huge Ghostface fan he's in my top five okay so you know yeah I'm, I'm all you know Supreme Clientele is one of my all-time favorite album hip-hop albums ever like like listen to Supreme Clientele by Ghostface by the way fans out there if you want to hear it's, a word, it's available. It's available wherever music is streaming. It's, Go do that. It's, it's available on your DSP of choice. I mean, if you if you if you listen to Supreme Clientele, you get a better appreciation of Ghostface. Like the wordplay is insanity. Like I feel like I'm gonna stick by my theory of Supreme Clientele is I think Ghostface was dusted the entire time he recorded that album <laughs> because of all of the wordplay. The wordplay and how he put simile, how he was putting words together, and you know all of that stuff. So, but anyway, like I said, I think the RZA slightly edged Premier in my opinion, and I mean slightly. And I think that had more to do with Premier's song selection. I think there's certain um, rounds where he could have picked better songs, and he had. I mean, he's got a limitless archive, so. I think that his choices picking certain songs in certain rounds got him as far as best 20 out of 20. So I, I definitely thought RZA came a little more prepared as far as his song selection. I mean, his, you know, his song selection. So I gave him the slight edge in that battle. Okay. Okay. I, do you think also it, it's, it's, I guess, whoever your favorite artist is, right? Whoever your favorite producer is. There's some bias. Well, if you're a RZA fan, if you if you like, I, yeah, I love if you like Premier. That sound I love Premier. RZA, if you like Premier, I love Premier. But I just think yeah. that I, I like 
That's probably what it is. That's you're right. I just like Riz the sound sonically. I like how Riz's beats play better to me sonically yeah. than yeah. Premieres. And I like some Premier. I love Premiere. There's a lot of beats that Premiere made. I mean, he's done a lot of classic Jay Z records. Yeah, it was a great match. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. But it leads um, me to this point. It, oh, okay. yeah, no, you go. You go first. I was going to say the next one, they're talking about uh, what the next possible battle could be, or there's, you know, some talk where it could be Puffy. Call him Diddy. I'm going to call him Puffy for this battle. Puffy versus Dre. How do you feel about that? That would be awesome. Oh, I, I feel like, honestly, it's a landslide for me. It's going to be Dr. Dre easily because Dre could just play certain joints that, see, Puffy and Dre were that's a, that's a tough in the one. 90s. <laughs> They were, they were sample heavy, right? But um, Puffy yeah. would just take a song. This is my opinion. Puffy would take a song, and it's like it wouldn't be a sample. He'd almost take the whole song and make a song out of it. Dre would take a little sample that you wouldn't even know the song to and turn it into something original in a way. Yeah. I feel like Puffy would just go. A lot of, a lot of Puffy samples, if you listen to them or his songs, they sound like ex almost damn near the same song. Uh, you know that he sampled from. Yeah. When Dre would I, just take a, like a, a line. And and what you did that when you say that I think about you know missing you of course, um, the Sting record. I'll be watching you. Come yeah, on, I mean it's, he's, it's it's just playing on a loop. But um. There you go. I mean it, yeah. the 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 beat is. I'm coming out. Yep. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. More money, more problems. Yeah. But Straight I, up. What, I, what I think about Puff Puff's records. Um, again, now this would be a, if this happens, people, this would be a battle far as executive producer battle. So you have, cause, um, like I said, versus breaks it down like that. So it's like writer versus writer, artist versus artist, okay. Okay. Um, beat maker or producer versus producer. This would be executive producer versus executive producer. And the thing I will say this, and I love Dre. I grew up listening to West coast music. I mean, okay. my favorite artist. Yeah, right. One of my favorite, uh, I grew up, I mean, one of my favorite artists is Ice Cube. Yeah. Okay. Ice Cube. Makes I grew sense. up listening to Ice yep. Cube. And, We've and, talked about that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. NWA and, and, and like that. So my thing is this Puff is sneaky because people don't pay attention to a lot of his stuff that he's executive produced, meaning all his Jodeci stuff, all his total stuff. All his yeah. Mary J. Blige stuff. Yes. All his yes. faith. All his faith stuff. Yeah. All his, true, you know, so true. that's Usher. all R&B. Uh, uh, that's all R&B. Right. I didn't even get And Dre doesn't that. have that. Yeah, Dre doesn't Dre really doesn't have, have that. that. So be careful. Puff Good is point. a monster. So That's a great point. That's <laughs> so a that's, great point. That's, 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 the, that's the gray area there. Whereas uh, 20 for 20... They, it, it would be contentious. It would be good because then you got to go to Drake. Now, in Dre's case, because listen, I, I listed all that for Diddy. I didn't mention one time I didn't mention Big. I didn't mention uh, Mace. I didn't mention, you know, I didn't mention none of that. I didn't mention, you know, G-Dep, all those records that he had a part of. I didn't mention any of that. I mean, even Pusha T, he's executive produced some tracks on there, you know? So, I think it does stop, though. It, it does, like, as far as, like, Puffy's after big. 
What oh, big man. artist did he get? Mace, right? So Mace. After Mace, uh, he didn't like. So in other words, Dr. Dre after Snoop, Eminem. You know what I'm saying? Game 50, Kendrick Lamar, and I'm sure hey, there's somebody hey, for else. What is worth? What is worth? He could play. Uh, he could play some firm shit. I bought the firm. Everybody shits on the firm album like it was terrible. I bought the firm. I loved the album. I do too. Like, I don't understand I why it. people don't like that album. Like, I loved the album. Yo, Chuck, I bought it with Chuck. my own hard money from Caldors. I bought I'm going to even go a little bit farther. You don't remember Caldors, do you? Of course I do. <laughs> and not only that, not only do I have the firm album, I know the whole thing by heart, man. I'm going to be real. <laughs> I shouldn't say that out loud, but I do. That's like, oh, I, was phone I got your phone tat. Come oh, on, man. See, we're on the same joint. You know, it's a perfect song for nowadays, too. We just hit the cribbo. I put curled up on his pillow. Come on, man. Nature. AZ was on that all all on on that too. AZ was all on that nature. Yo, you know, so Dre's got some, and then again, you can go back to NWA, all of that stuff. So, you know, it'll be an interesting battle. That is the, that is the, that is one of those type of mega battles that, and, and, and what, and I and this is gonna I'm gonna transition into what versus should become. They should okay. versus has to get off of IG. IG is a shitty platform. I'm sorry. For this kind of entertainment, it's not a good. It's not built for this. It's not, and that's why you've had all these technical issues. Um, they just don't have the capacity to handle this type of stuff. And, and just speaking from technical stuff, you know audio, you deal with audio, you know how it works because you're in the radio business, so you know audio. So you understand how tricky audio can be, how you have to manipulate sound for it to come out properly. And IG, just talking technically, it's not built that way. It's not built to handle okay. all of these sounds, like these instruments and yeah. voices and it can't handle that. It doesn't have the capacity. It doesn't have the bandwidth. It doesn't have the bit rate to handle it. So in my opinion, and this is why Teddy Riley and, and um, Babyface's battle crashed on the second time around because they ended up getting up to 500,000 people at one yes, time. Yes, too many people. Too many they people can't handle in. the capacity. Yeah. And you have capacity issues and you have sound issues with Instagram. So what I think what I would love to happen with Instagram eventually is that they transition, I mean, versus, excuse me, I, I hope that Swiss and Timlin are planning to transition versus onto a different platform or their own platform and monetize it that way. Like put it on YouTube, put it on Twitch. Those platforms can handle that, 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 that uh, large amount of bandwidth, that large amount. They're doing of- title, right? Is that what they're doing? Like they're putting it on title after I notice. Um, title's been putting title. Shout out to title, man. Title's been doing some really good things, man. I don't think they get enough credit. Um, they've were the, so damn expensive. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? They got a deal now. I think it's like four dollars for four dollars a month for four months or something like that. But oh, I got it, Chuck. I got oh, it. I know. Oh, I yeah. went Sprint, Sprint, and T-Mobile. I got a, I got the high five. Oh, see, so, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, I love. I used to love the hi-fi too, but the hi-fi is too expensive. They got to cut it down. But they have shout out to Title because they've been one of the first to organize the playlist and put the playlist of these battles together with cover art and everything. Really nice, really clean looking. 
they've been on top of that. So I give them credit for that. But like I said, with versus being that it's a part of this culture, the part of culture that you and I love, hip hop culture, they need to get it off of Instagram. They need to get it on a platform that's better served for what it offers. And that's my hope for it down the road is that they get on a better platform because you know, you can't have these Instagram things happening, these these mishaps with, you know, with the with the technology and that's my hope, you know? And yeah. so, you know, with Erica Badu and Jill Scott being the next one up, this is the first female battle. This is on the ninth, everyone. I think it's seven o'clock. I'm not sure. But if um, if 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 you want to be sure about it, follow versus on Instagram. They they oh, big Erica, Erica Badu fan, by the way. Oh, Erica Badu's that's first of all, it's great, great um mashup right there. Great. I mean, Perfect. what better battle? Soul. You know what I mean? Soul. Like Neo Soul. I mean, it's, these are two of the biggest Neo Soul queens Brother. in history. They like they really the was best. They pioneered the, Neo Soul. The and let me just say this to everybody: the best quarantine music. I swear to you. Oh, one. But I'm Erica Badu or Jill Scott. I'm telling you, you'll feel good. It, you might feel sad, but it'll be a good sad. You know what I'm saying? It's like something that it's just it's good for your soul. I, I mean that. It's a vibe. It's really a vibe. I hate to sound cliche and, and use that term, but it's a vibe, man. You put on a candle, you chill with your lady friend or your wife, and you, you vibe out. Porn hub, whatever. Yeah, a little porn hub, little you know, a little Netflix and chill. You know what I'm saying? And you throw on some you throw on some 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 sounds. Or you clean the house. Or you clean the house and you throw Thank on you. Do or Jill Scott. That's what they Whatever. What whatever you do. So I think who do you have in the battle, first of all? Who do you think is going to win that? All right. I have to, Chuck, I have to go with Erica Badu just because, listen, I'm, I am a Jill Scott fan, but I am nowhere near as knowledgeable of Jill Scott as I am Erica Badu. I've been following her since a young kid, just being a fan Same of as me. her. Same as me. Um, and even when people weren't checking for her, like uh, when she was doing Jay Dilla, she was, uh, you know, singing over Jay Dilla beats. The New America, part one, part two. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big, I'm a huge oh, Eric yeah, Badu yeah, fan, yeah, so go I got to go with that, personally. I mean, and a lot of people don't know, Jill Scott wrote the lyrics to uh, that smash hit with Erica singing on the Roots um, single. For real? She wrote that, yeah. Jill Scott wrote those wrote Erica Badu's um, part. Because I think Are Jill Scott, serious? I think Jill, if I'm not mistaken... Jill Scott might be on the original, or she did yeah. her own version of that song. But and, I and think it, she yeah. wrote the lyrics, I mean, Erica's part. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's a heavy song. So you know when they, yo, well, you know when they play. Everybody's laying down. Yeah. You everybody, know when they play that. Video? That's one wow. of my biggest regrets. That's one of my biggest musical regrets is that I didn't get, I was, I was really late to the roots. I wish I would have. Me too. But see, at the time, I was I was listening again. I was listening to when I grew up. I was listening to you know I was listening to a ton of. I mean, around gangsta that time, rap. yeah, I was listening to Jay Z. I was listening to. I was a gangster rap guy. Yeah. Yeah, I was listening to. Yeah, I was listening to gangster rap at the time. Like, so I didn't really get onto uh, the roots and how dope they were until, thought, you know, a yeah. lot later. A lot. Me neither, bro. And that's one of my big musical regrets is that I didn't get heavily involved in the roots. That's funny. Hey, that could be a whole podcast right there, your musical regrets, because that just, you know, that 
even when uh when Pac and Biggie were beefing. Yeah. I just it, it was weird because I was a Pac fan. Like I I chose a side and I missed out on so much great music. So anybody Pac was beefing, <laughs> beefing with, Mob Deep, Jay Z, and Biggie, it was like later on I caught on and it just was so stupid. You know, it's one yeah. of the dumbest things. Like I chose sides. Like <laughs> with what? But that's it how made con- no sense. That's how contentious it was. We were young, man. We didn't know any better. Like the, the media, best music I missed. Out. The media was putting them against each other in many ways yeah. along with other people close to them but like it was you know it, that was what i was and then i was on the other side yeah i listened to some Pac and stuff but i was um i was listening to big and jay and that's what my friends yeah. were listening to you yeah, was listening yeah. to biggie jay-z and they was playing Pac. you know so actually i didn't buy any Pac music though i bought i bought i was buying again like i bought the firm i was buying ice cube stuff like i was just weird you know i didn't i didn't like what everybody liked so yeah. the fact that everybody was so obsessed with Pac, i respected Pac, but I, I you know i had good friends that was like oh Pac was everything to them and yeah. i i was like oh he's cool like you know i watched his career as an actor and all that i mean he was a guy you know and when like you said when we talked off you know off camera we talked about kurt loader you know, I remember that. I remember 96, 97. I remember both breaking newses. I remember when he yeah. did Pox, and I remember when he did Biggies. Yeah. I was shocked. I almost, I remember almost, that was our, with Biggies, I think I almost, both of them, actually. I think I, I think I'm, I, I either cried maybe, or I, I definitely shed a tear. Yeah. It was devastating. It was like, it was like, Man, this can't be. We never seen anything like that before. I think and that might have been like so the first. Yeah. I feel like how you find out nowadays, like you find out when Kobe passed, right? By the time in six hours, you've read so much, you've heard so much about it, right? Really, it's almost like you're grieving in 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 fast forward. Yeah, real time. When back in those days. You'd hear about it. It already happened eight hours ago. You didn't know about it. You hear about MTV News, Kurt Loader, who's 75 now. That's what freaked us out. We were talking off air. The man's 75, but he would report it to you, and it already happened eight hours ago. Yep. Now, 10 minutes after you know about it, by the time eight hours happens, almost like you're going through the grieving process. That is it's crazy. such a different world. It's that such a complete different world where, yes, I think deaths back in those days, they hit harder, I feel. Uh, in a way because they weren't it was like you get a glimpse of it now like you see everything we were at Kobe's memorial service let's think about it yeah you know we're watching Jordan go up we're watching Shaq talk about him we're watching his wife talk about him we're seeing things in a whole different way now where we're such a part of it uh but you know what the thing is too you know aside from that you will never forget those moments when you know these you know these big life altering events happen when Pac died, yeah. when Biggie died, when uh, Kobe, yeah, Kobe. I was I was leaving Stop and Shop, and I think was it my brother that called me. I don't remember. And he was like, "Yeah, man, you ain't heard about Kobe." I was like, "Yeah, what happened?" Yeah, no, I'm, I was in the car yeah. driving back home, and he's like, "Oh, they saying he 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 passed." I'm like, "What, Kobe?" Yeah. <laughs> like you know, unbelievable. So it, unbelievable. it's unbelievable, and those are moments you'll never forget. You'll never forget those moments. You'll, you'll always remember where you were and everything. You're right. Exactly. You're right. Exactly. But for verses, I think verses should definitely 
it's time to grow outside of IG. I think it's time to uh, a build their own platform, and they could do that. They can do that. Diddy has a freaking network for God's sakes. True. There's no yeah. reason why you can't strike up a deal either with YouTube, like Tory did. Tory got a Tory Lane's got a deal with YouTube now. Um, you know, it's no reason why Versus can't do a deal with either YouTube or Twitch, and mm -hmm. then strike and then and then count kind of also broadcast that those battles broadcast them live on revolt there's no reason why yeah. that can't happen and you know dr dre is not going to do no bullshit brother he is not going to do no he is not going to be teddy riley and babyface you know dre he won't come out the he won't did you see babyface did you see babyface's reaction he like uh, he's like uh I came outside. I came out of my place. My my yeah. oh, yeah. as as Skip would call Shannon Sharp's uh house, his palatial estate in Beverly Hills. I know yeah. faces like I came out yeah. of my palatial estate for this. Remember, you don't see Babyface again. He's yeah. a unicorn. You don't. He goes. He's Bro, that's a great point. You don't see him. So I know when he came out yeah. and did this, he probably was saying to himself, "What the hell did I sign up for?" What did I, did I agree I to? This? So I know, and that's why I tried. I, I tried. Yeah, <laughs> you know I tried. I mean? And that's why I think, and that's why I think it's imperative that versus after, the, especially after this battle grows from this, you cannot have, you. you cannot have Diddy and Dre do a battle on Instagram live. It's got to sound tight too, man. It's got to sound tight. If you got the headphones on. Dre right? is a gotta sound be like guy. An ex yes. He is. He is he is obsessive about sound, how something sounds. See, here's how it's going to go, though. I think, I think uh, it's going to be uh, Apple exclusive. Dre ain't going to, you know, that's who he's with. So it's going to be on his terms, right? And then let's say, you know what would be dope, too, if you got some Dre beats on? Like if they made it, you know, like special. I don't know. I'm, I'm just thinking as like a fan. But I, I think it's going to be Apple exclusive because they're not going to do title. It's not going to happen. Well, it, I, I, I won't leave the door. I won't leave it out, though, because we're in really strange times right now where in normal situations, I would agree with you and say, nah, they won't, they won't coexist together. But since we're just in this weird space right now, I think advertisers, I think companies are more willing now to kind of get together and do something, especially if it's great content. Um, okay. What, Apple could be a part of it. Why not? Yeah, we just all use, we'll just use MacBooks and Beats headphones. Okay, Apple's a part of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, like I said, Diddy, Diddy's on, he has Revolt. This It'll be an iPhone be, exclusive. Yeah, like you could do a lot of things. Like this, the point is, versus has. I think so, Diddy's with Apple though, too. He might be. He might I think be. Diddy's, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He had Diddy Beats. He had these little Diddy joints back yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. Remember, oh, like, yeah, yeah. Remember, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. But okay. Yep. But see, you could, you could do all of these things because... Interscope. It's all Interscope. Yeah, yeah. Really. Yeah, and, and I, don't think, I don't think Jimmy's there anymore, but um, I'm not sure about Dre. Transition, Don. Yeah. But um, you could do... But see, this is, this is the whole point of what I'm saying. Versus brand is good now where it doesn't need Instagram anymore. And they can market themselves in any way they Agreed. see fit. There's a bag 
as they say, as, as, as we say, there's a bag to be made Straight here. Up. And you could yeah. do it. You can have a shit ton of sponsors. You can have Apple. You can have anybody you want because it's going to bring the viewership in. If Teddy Riley, if Teddy Riley and, and, and Babyface can bring in 500000 on a stream, what in the hell you think Diddy and Dre going to bring in? But here's the thing. With Teddy Riley and Babyface, whatever bag and people they brought in, it's not really good publicity for them right now. At least the first one, because it was looked at as a joke. Like, man, this sounds horrible, right? Yeah. The last thing you want to do is get that short-term money to make yourself look bad. And that's one thing about Dre. It has to be so right that we'll be talking about it just like the hologram of Tupac. You know, you want to be talking about that for years from now. you got to do it right. Yep. So that's the key. But, man, I love it. I love everything that's going on, Chuck. I do love the creativity. Uh, sports is not here, but I do love talking about it. I'm glad the last dance is here. And this versus thing is definitely something that, you know, it's just awesome to talk about and even reminisce while e to see your favorite artist or producer play music they made that you loved. It's great, man. Great for people like me. And what a what a great moment to end this podcast on. I would like to thank Radio Ruddy for coming through to the Voice Junkie Lair and um, just chop it up about some things, man. Uh, let, let everybody know what's your socials, what you got going on, what's new, what's coming up. Let everybody know. Yo, hit me up uh, at Radio Ruddy. Instagram, Twitter, heavy on there. Um, I'm on Twitter, too. Uh, excuse me, I'm on Twitch. Uh, game underscore Ruddy. We'll be ah. playing some Madden. Some NBA 2K. I, I see need a lot to get of back gravitate. into video games. I got to get back into video games. Yeah, or you could do a podcast on Twitch. That's what's so dope about it. Yeah, um, I haven't figured that also, out. Also, look out for uh, me and Chuck doing more things in the future. Me and Chuck West. Oh, Shout out to Voice Junkie, man. 100%. One of my favorite uh, podcasts, period. And uh, Mondays, me and Fresh are going on IG Live. I was waiting for you our, to plug it. <laughs> we're going to do our Listen Up Sports Break. We're going to go, me and Fresh. This man's from Houston, as, as uh, me and Chuck talked off, off screen, you know. It's a mentor. He's a, he, I, I definitely would consider him. So a, much history through this guy. You know, he's done so much in the game, in the radio game. And it's cool, like, not only him being from down south, his age, my age. We kind of, it's weird that we connect, but we, we're like, you know, uh, twins. How about the movie Twins? Yep. Do you know what I'm saying? Danny and, DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger. You figure and, it out. And the podcast is called, what is it called again? Yo, listen up, sports break. Yo, listen up, sports break. That's the name yes, of the podcast. Sir. You can find it on all your uh, – no, actually, no, you can find it on radio.com, right? I had to plug that because you're, you're on it. I'm plugging it. <laughs> so you can find that on – it's on radio.com, right? Okay. Is it? What we're going to do right now for this Yo, listen up, sports break, it's, it's going to be on at KidFresh937 at Radio Ready. We're going to keep it there for right now. And perfect, we'll perfect, per holds, perfect. Yes. We, Hopefully, we, eventually, we'll be back up hot and on three set, you know? Yeah, perfect. And, and that's actually very smart uh, to do it that way. But, yeah, you guys can find it. It's Yo, listen up. Uh, uh, it's, it's, it's great. It's really quick. It's compact. So it doesn't, you know, it's, what, five minutes sometimes? Like five, ten minutes? Like yeah, 10 minutes. Yeah. So yeah, it's like summarizing, you know, games or summarizing events in sports. It's really cool. Check it out. Follow him at uh, radio ready and then uh, check him out. Check him out. See what he's doing. All right.
So that's all. That's all we got here. I like to thank everybody coming in again. Thank uh, coming in to listen to us, and I like to thank Ruddy for coming in. Um, you know where to follow me. My at, pleasure, my man. At Chuck Westworld on all social media platforms. Follow the freaking podcast at Voice Junkie Pod. You can find us on Instagram. Find us on Twitter. And also support the pod. The pod is always looking for support. You can support through anchorfm.com slash support. You can uh, also support through patreon.com slash Chuck Westworld. Um, you can do a dollar a month, whatever, anything you can provide. It's like, it's like, um, look at it as like uh, paying for a coffee or a, I drink tea. So look at it as like paying for a cup of tea. You know, all the difference in the world, it helps. So thank you for checking us out until next time. All right. Talk to you later. Peace.